You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com. This is episode number 357. In the episode today, you're going to learn about Canada's attempt to create a literal gaydar. And in the bonus facts section, you're going to learn about some other countries that try to do something similar. Let's just get on with today's show. We're all familiar with the colloquialism gaydar, which refers to a person's intuitive and often wildly inaccurate ability to assess the sexual orientation of another person. In the 1960s, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police RCMP, attempted to use a slightly more scientific, though equally flawed, approach – a machine to detect if a person was gay or not. This was in an attempt to eliminate homosexuals from the Canadian military, police, and civil service. The specific machine, dubbed the Fruit Machine, was invented by Dr. Robert Wake, a Carrollton University psychology professor. Taking the lead from the United States' McCarthyism, the Canadian government considered all homosexual public servants to be a threat to national security for various absurd reasons. In order to deal with the so-called security threats posed by gay people, a special team in the RCMP was formed. Section A3's sole mission was to identify and dismiss from service every homosexual working for the Canadian government. Identified homosexuals were immediately fired or forced to resign. Initial efforts included following people around and undercover work at various clubs, but this proved to be extremely costly and somewhat inefficient. Thus, Section A3 decided they needed a new plan, a way to screen every employee directly. This new plan was the so-called fruit machine. The fruit machine primarily used the pupil area response test as an indicator of a person's sexual orientation, as well as perspiration levels and pulse rate. While undergoing the test, the subject would sit in a dentist-style chair. They'd then be shown various images, some completely mundane, while others depicted naked or semi-naked photos of women and men. If the subject's pupils dilated when being shown erotic photos of people of the same gender, she or he was assumed to be homosexual. Besides the science behind the machine being completely flawed, there were other problems as well. For instance, each photograph changed the amount of light hitting the person's eyes. If the difference from one side to another was large enough, this obviously would change the subject's pupil dilation, but this was not accounted for in the results. The fruit machine was not a standalone test, but many of the other methods used were just as ridiculous. For instance, another test run by the RCMP included monitoring subjects' psychological responses to specific words such as queer, gay, drag, and even bar. As you might expect, once word got out that the fruit machine test was attempting to determine if you were gay or not, rather than a stress-testing machine as people were initially told, getting people to take the test became nearly impossible. That, along with numerous mechanical failures with the machine itself, soon got funding for that particular part of the program cut off, and the RCMP's dream of having a gay data screen all public employees with was put on hold, though that didn't stop them from continuing their work trying to root out gay people from the Canadian payroll. Not to be deterred, the RCMP eventually started using a new type of machine. This one a type of plethysmograph that measured blood flow to the genitals while the subject is shown various images. While not nearly as scientifically flawed as the fruit machine, this one also, as you might expect, doesn't give terribly accurate results on the whole. And eventually, the program for trying to root out homosexuals was abandoned by the Canadian government, but not before at least 400 people lost their jobs after being accused of being gay, with some estimates being significantly higher. And now for today's bonus facts. 
Despite that penile plethysmograph and vaginal photoplethysmograph are somewhat flawed in detecting someone's sexual orientation, it is still used to this day in nations like Canada and the United States to try to measure sexual arousal in certain people, though now being used primarily on pedophiles, ephibophiles, and rapists. Some have even pushed for its use in trials, but to date, such evidence is not generally admissible in court in either the US or Canada, owing to the highly flawed nature of the results of the test. However, there are exceptions. For instance, the results are sometimes used to monitor convicted offenders to help determine things like if they are likely to become repeat offenders if let out of prison. For another example, in the Czech Republic, a similar test was recently used to determine if refugees from Iran were actually gay or not, to see if they could be given asylum. The penalty for being found to be gay in Iran is death, and the two in question claimed if they were sent back to Iran, they'd be killed as the police were looking for them due to their homosexuality. So the Czech government wanted to know if they were really gay or making it up to try to be allowed to stay in Czechoslovakia. Bonus Fact 2 Funny enough, according to a 1996 study done at the University of Georgia using the flawed penile plethysmograph test, so take these results with a moon-sized hunk of salt, they found that homophobic men were more likely to be sexually aroused by depictions of gay sex than non-homophobic men. Bonus Fact 3 Canada is not the only country ashamed to have a fruit machine as part of their history. The American version of the fruit machine is currently on display at the New War Museum in Ottawa, Canada. The Canadian fruit machine, which was much more elaborate than its American counterpart, has been lost and is thought to have been destroyed when that part of the program was shut down. Bonus Fact 4 Delta Airlines once argued in a plane crash litigation case that they should pay less for gay passenger deaths owing to the fact that the gay person may have had AIDS, so at that time would have died soon anyways. Needless to say, Delta Airlines later apologized profusely for making that argument. Bonus Fact 5 in 1952, the United States Congress enacted a law banning lesbians and gay foreigners from entering the country. The law was on the books until it was repealed in 1990. Bonus Fact 6 a beard is someone of the opposite sex who knowingly dates a closeted lesbian or gay man to provide that person with a heterosexual disguise, usually for family or career purposes. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.